0: Here we are, Michael Crane from Cranfield, a delight to be with Louise (laughs) uh, Jones-Williams from Lantarnum Grange here in Cumbrian and um, just looking forward to a a conversation with you uh, during which we can say anything, hopefully neither of us will admit to murdering somebody being a serial killer or anything but uh, (laughs) uh, apart from that I have some questions that I want to ask but I hope in a way that we wander off theme because Um, you have a fascinating job in a fascinating building uh, with an amazing history. So first of all, tell us a bit about Lantarnham Grange, the building. What is it and what was it?
1: Um, so the building that we're currently in, we, we call it a former gentleman's residence, which is a rather grand yes. uh, uh, term but it was um, there's been something on the site since the 12th century I believe um, but the house that we're currently situated in was well, a house up until the 1950s um, was built in about 1880 okay. by Alfred Colerick Pilner. I'm who very was, impressed that you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've clearly read the guidebook. The initials are still above the bay windows at, at, at the front of the building so it says ACP above the bay windows in relief. Um, so yes I did some research into the history about gosh 15 20 years ago maybe um, and, and did a lot of trawling through local libraries and, and a little bit on the internet then it was was slightly early days for internet for us but um, yes found out what I could about the history. So the building is Gothic Revival <laughs> um it's got that um slightly medieval influenced um you know we've got a big arch door at the <laughs> front um we've got um original fireplaces original ceilings in some of the rooms wood paneling etc which is all lovely um but yes originally it was um why it has the name grange um the there was a local abbey at Lantarnum, which is a, an area uh in Cumbran, one of the kind of villages that made up what is now Cumbrian. Um, and um, it was a Cistercian abbey,
0: okay.
1: so it's still called Plantanum Abbey, yeah. um, and there is nuns there now. Yeah. Um, but it's been a private house, it's, you know, dissolution of the monasteries, etc. Yeah. It became a house. So all their farms, the monastic farms, were called granges.
0: Okay.
1: So within Cumbrian, as we as we talked about earlier, there is um, a local hospital called Llanfrec for Grange. Oh. Um, so again, there were lots of Granges because they were all these monastic farms.
0: So we're learning a lot. We're already very <laughs> pleasingly going off piste <laughs> with this. So, so it's a magnificent building. And if you don't mind me saying, I really like the fact you described it as a gentleman's dwelling because it's the acceptable face of stately homes. It looks very approachable, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. for those that don't know, yeah. Cumbran uh, is a town in South Wales, and uh, the Granges. Beautifully situated on quite close to a, a modern road, and you drive across your front lawn, so to speak, and off to the right hand side mm-hmm. or the left hand side, uh, you can see your building. So that's what the history. Before we dive into what the Grange is today, your director of uh, the uh, organisation, you mentioned that you did some research 15 years ago, so it means that you've been with. And we're going for at least 15 years, so what's the, what's I've the history? I've been there
1: 26 years, oh, wow. believe it or not.
0: Are you settling in? Uh, so yeah, so
1: just finding my feet now. Right. Um, so I I came first as a volunteer, yeah. fairly fresh out of university, yeah. um, and didn't know if I would like working in a gallery mm. I just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and I'd been there about six months when the administrator at the time went off for maternity leave. Okay. Um, the director was fairly new in post, Howell Pontin. Um, this was 1996, and he said, "Well, you, you've been here volunteering. Would you like to cover the maternity six months? Yeah. It might have even been three months at that yeah. time." Um, and I said, "Yes, brilliant bit of um, experience." Um, and she never came back. Okay. So I'm still there covering the maternity leave oh, 26 years later. Yeah. So I was administrator then for a long time with. That office and and finance element to it. Um, But I had an art background, I'd done um, an art degree, so I became more and more interested in the curation of exhibitions and selection of work for our craft shop, etc. So my work kind of evolved and I became the crafts officer um, for several years, and then Howell um, went to another job in 2018. Mm And I took over as the new director in 2019. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've sort of evolved. My role has evolved yeah. over time, obviously. That yeah.
0: speaks well for both you and the organisation that you wanted to stay with it and, and uh, continue in, and be yeah. part of its future. So we've painted a picture of the building itself, um, your role, how you joined and and what you're doing now. But what actually is the Grange, what does it look like if we were to turn up and, and people listening to this, whether they're in Milwaukee or wherever uh, uh, in, in uh, Melbourne, or if they turn up on a Monday morning, what do they discover when they walk over the threshold of Lanfreck Grange? And we probably ought to at this point give the uh, uh, web address so people can go and have a look at it whilst we're chatting. It's com. Now, Lantarnum will be spelt with two L's, two I'm L's. guessing. So double L Being A well, N yeah. T. In fact, you a- carry on.
1: Double L A N T. <laughs> oh, gosh, here we go. A R N A M G R A N G
0: e.com. Com. There we are. <laughs> Just trying if, to visualize that in my yeah, head. If you get yeah. close enough, I'm sure Google will help us out. It will, I'm sure. So we'll picture do. the scene. We're turning up. It's a Monday morning, and mm-hmm. um, what's going on? Uh, if say 10:30, um, yeah. uh, we step over the threshold
1: um so we're uh, we're a small team um we've got five gallery staff and um four in the cafe not all working all at the same time um so we run our own cafe um we have a craft shop uh where we show and sell work by artists and makers from all over the uk we do try to have an emphasis on on welsh makers um and um we have four gallery spaces one as I said it's a a former house it's it is a gentleman's residence but it's small it's we're not talking about a country house it's a Large by modern standards, but would have been a small country house. I the suppose. sort
0: of vicarage from the yes. 1890s or something exactly like that, wouldn't it that be? that kind yeah. of feel to yeah. it.
1: Um, so what would have been there? Um, the last owners were there, as I said, until the 50s. And what was their billiard room mm-hmm. is our gallery one. Okay. Um, so it's got lovely high ceilings, um, etc. Then what was their lounge is our craft shop. We have a foyer gallery, which is the reception and foyer as you mm-hmm. come in. That is another gallery space. Um, we have a Gallery 2, which is a small, smaller gallery. And each of the spaces, because it's a house, it, the, it makes each space completely unique. Yeah. Um, and the lovely thing is, I mean, it's, it, it wasn't built as a gallery. It's not that white cube space. It's very much a domestic, large domestic scale rooms, um, giving each space completely unique character then.
0: And it's got that lovely gallery feeling that... You can hear plenty of creaking going on. You know who else is enjoying the painting next to you because <laughs> floorboards are giving. Absolutely, um, yeah. so, the but doors you, are You're the far more than just a gallery space. I know mm. because I've come to you as a to, mm. to for, for training in the past. I've come on events and uh, thoroughly enjoyed them. But so so you are not only displaying you're also uh, providing a uh, uh, workspace and encouragement and, and tutoring. So tell us a yep. bit about that then.
1: So the, the kind of emphasis of the organisation, ever since it was set up in, in the 1966 we, mm. we opened, and it has evolved over time, but um, it's always had a very strong um, emphasis on education, mm-hmm. learning, engagement. So we've always sort of... Um, said that it's it's half and half. Half of what we do is um, supporting artists, showing artists work, um, and the other half is engagement with um, local community. So that might involve um, events and workshops at the centre. We've got three learning rooms on our first floor, Um, or it might be out at school or in, uh, you know, village community centres, etc. So, yeah we we it can be school workshops we've had um school with two two classes in today year four and nursery um it can be we run a weekly living with dementia class which is for um, people experiencing dementia at at a younger age who were diagnosed under 60 um, and their carers and supporters so that happens weekly we've been running that for 10 years um, we have, we started this year a social prescribing class, which has been um, focused on COVID recovery. Okay. People who have experienced COVID, although it is changing now into yeah. a um, mental health support.
0: Yeah. And that is, is that um, organised directly so people would uh, self-refer or they'd be encouraged by GP practices or uh, district nurses? or wh- how, how, does, how do yeah, people engage with that? A
1: little bit of, uh, of all of that. We yeah. do our own promotion, obviously, through yeah. our own website and social media, etc. Um, a lot of word of mouth um, for those sorts of referrals Um, we have had for our dementia group from um, the Alzheimer's Society and local dementia support groups have referred people Um, and now Royal Voluntary um, Society uh, help with with that as well Um, the the COVID recovery class the social prescribing a fairly new development for us and we've Mm. um, partnered with University of South Wales um, and they've had a research Um, assistant coming in helping us evaluate um, uh, and how it can be developed over time. But the idea is that more and more we will get people referred from GPs and the community connectors that they have in the GP surgeries. These
0: are brilliantly applied um, community in the best sense uh, ideas there and and we're not sacrificing the, the quality. And it's interesting because you are Um, a not-for-profit that doesn't mean to say that it's in any way amateur it's excellent um, at everything it does but it's but it's also got a sort of compassionate side hasn't it but in terms of the dementia for example that those groups are they um, producing work mm. which is then displayed or is it for the take home or what, what happens? It's,
1: it's mainly for their own yeah. enjoyment. Um, we try to bring in artists who yeah. work in different disciplines to work with them. Plus yeah. they have a weekly um, support worker that gives them that continuity. Um, but we try to encourage them to, uh, you know, experiment and yeah. try different things, but at their own pace and yeah. at their own uh, level, whatever yeah. they want to do. Um but they have exhibited um with with us in our yeah. cafe gallery. They have exhibited at Neville Hall, which is a local hospital that has a really good um, gallery in its um outpatients department. So um yes, we've we've kind of encouraged them to exhibit um where they want to, sort yeah. of thing, yeah. Mm.
0: And you're dealing then with People of a wide range of ages. You've mentioned you've got small, you had toddlers in this morning, Mm -hmm. you've got uh, people uh, older uh, coming in uh, for various classes. In your title, you have the term contemporary. Art mm. and I'm conscious that Cambrai, we are a. Whilst we're a new town, mm. I'm assuming our artistic tastes are relatively traditional. Mm. So, are you playing with fire there? <laughs> How? What, what does contemporary mean? And what sort of do you get pushback well, it, on that? It, or,
1: it essentially means, um, I believe it's within our articles of association, mm. is that we show living artists. Okay. Um, so, so it's, it's contemporary right, in that way. Um, yeah that um, we do have work um, on show in our learning rooms upstairs, which is part of our permanent collection. Yep. Um, so they have been donated over the you know, 50-odd years of our, our existence yep. by artists. So a lot of those will be deceased artists yep. now, obviously. But our, within our exhibitions programme, which we have four exhibition slots per year across those four spaces, they will be contemporary living artists. Fine, yeah, to so my majority. shame,
0: I I leapt on the fact that contemporary uh, didn't mm. simply mean current. It meant that you had sheep in formaldehyde <laughs> and various other things like that. We, but, uh, try,
1: we try to have a really balanced program. Um, we do have quite a heavy emphasis on craft within yeah. our program. Um, that has just developed over time through the interests of the staff, inevitably. Um, I've got very much a kind of craft background within my family. Um, And um, the former director was very interested as well. But we tried to have a balance so that we will show photography, we will show video art, we will show painting, printmaking, um, as well as our current exhibition is a ceramics exhibition. Um, so um, and then um, machine embroidered textiles in the other galleries. So. And
0: craft is so accessible, and mm. strange enough, I think that was one of the things that w- took us by surprise when COVID first hit, mm. because, as you know, Cranfield make both uh, artist paints and printmaking inks, yeah. and people discovered... With the kitchen table and um, six weeks, I can't remember how long (laughs) lockdown was now, several months that so many people wanted to try printmaking. And you can do it with the back of a spoon rather than the press. And you know, almost we weren't ready for it because uh, you Mm. know, we were really were um, floored by the massive increase in in consumption, the demand there. So, and for you being able to bring somebody in to introduce them to Mm -hmm. craft and they can go home having achieved something in a relatively short space of time. I think, yes, I can see for you it be very rewarding. But your your team of, of sort of seven people, including those um, associates with you, how many of you are artists and how much of you get a chance to do much art or are you too busy working? Uh, Almost all of
1: us have got an arts background. Um, Uh, and have done studied art at uh, degree level Um, some are continuing to be practicing artists um, to a greater or a lesser extent Um, I myself studied a uh, painting yeah. and uh, an English uh, Aberystwyth. I don't do anything now. <laughs> <Okay>. oh. <laughs> just just never seem to have time for it. Well I, but, I hope because yeah, we, yeah, we
0: ought to explain nice. we're, we're speaking here at the factory in Cumbram, which mm-hmm. is only a few miles from your place mm-hmm. yeah. um, and of course before chatting we've shown you around the factory so I hope seeing mm-hmm ink and paint in in vast quantity has inspired you to do something yes it should do really (laughs) as i
1: said my the the team back at the grange are very excited about having a tour of the factory Um, and we we work with so many you know freelance artists as well that come in and uh, help us deliver the program because we couldn't deliver the program we do without having um freelance artists and 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 educators coming in and so many of them are practicing artists, you know, in their own rights as well. Um, But then we'll do education work as well. So, um, yeah.
0: It is strange, this part of the world, uh, South Wales, does create a lot of artist materials. And if we widen that to include um, the Southwest as well Mm. paper, um, two paint manufacturers, um, the, the UK's major uh, ink maker ourselves are here, um, a manufacturer of printmaking grounds a little further into to Midwell's. So yeah, yes, it, it, it is it. strange. Yeah. There's, there's I, not... I mean,
1: whether it's that partly due to the industrial background of the area, partly to do, there is an awful lot of artists living yeah. in this area, yeah. um, both in sort of the Valley's industrial areas and obviously Monmouthshire in yeah. sort of, um, that sort of more rural areas, yeah.
0: um, and also it's... this part of the country, it is so beautiful. It is the mm. graveyard of ambition. If you if you have a view <laughs> like you do, you know, yeah. looking out to the hills uh, here, uh, yeah. uh, admittedly you probably less so we're, you're down in the town, we're further out. And, and but yeah. um, I mentioned a moment ago um, how we were taken by surprise how mm. popular um, printmaking was um, in COVID and it takes one back to those days which now seem a lifetime ago it's yeah. so difficult remembering what happened in what order what was life like for you because you're hugely reliant on people coming to you so yeah. um was it a nightmare from day 1 did you have uh, any respite or, or any mm. any uh, moments when you felt we, we can offer something locally or, or just describe if it's, if it's not too painful. Yeah, I
1: mean, obviously, you know, it, it was a big shock to everyone. We had to, we had to close like everywhere else in March 2020. Um, and um, it, when we look back on it, well, almost while it was happening, I tried to look on it in the most positive light that I could. What are the opportunities within this, which I'm sure as a business you were doing the same thing, So what are the opportunities for us as a a business, as a charity? And what are the opportunities for us to be able to keep continuing to to serve the community that that we live in? So um, it was obviously pivoting a lot of what we do. We couldn't open to the public. We couldn't offer those um, classes. We couldn't offer the exhibitions. We couldn't offer just that community space that so many people come into on a weekly basis using the cafe, etc. So we looked at um what we were doing digitally we had a website at the time um but it was fairly limited in it in its capacity of what we could deliver um and we had some new staff come in during that summer um, a new marketing officer and we decided it was a really good time this was a good time to rebrand. Um, the organisation and to redevelop the website, etc. So he worked really hard on that at the time he's gone on to other things since, and we've got a new one um, who's, again, continuing that development of what this website could be. Mm. And the ambition for it is to become a digital venue. Um, so we've, we've begun that, but it's a journey just because we're a small team and it's, it's a journey that we're on.
0: And so just to so I understand, mm. that means you'll continue the physical venue, but you, it means yeah. you have a greater impact you could become international in a way
1: yeah absolutely so we looked into you know how can we work with artists to create um, artist films and share their work online how can we work with our, our just our local freelance artists that that run our uh workshops for young people or are um, living with dementia class etc what can we do um through the website through social media we shared an awful lot of just we we bought some cheap kit that we could make little short um, instruction videos. We sent out um, kits. We worked with other organizations like um, Blenavon Youth Ambassadors to put kits together to send out to young people in the community so that they could do artwork at home little instruction manuals, little online videos to help them um, create artwork. Um, Did the same with our our dementia class, like I said, that's been running for a long time. So we've built up those relationships with those people. Um, So posting them things out. We run a lot of our um, engagement work is around developing talent of young people. So, as I said, we work with schools, um, but we run workshops for uh, young people in school holidays. We have run Saturday clubs, etc., And we run a, um, a, a course called Crukelv, which is a, is a, a, a Wales national uh, programme funded by the Arts Council of Wales currently. It's kind of coming to the end in its current format at the moment this year. But that is about developing talent from, Um, sort of the end of primary up to 18 and about um, showing them what careers are available within the arts. So giving them access to professional artists, to printmakers, to ceramicists, etc. They'll come in and work with them at the centre, but then showing them what you could do as a possible career. What are the courses that are out there for you? What um, what could you possibly do after that? So that's the purpose of that programme. And obviously that was current, That was running through COVID as yeah. well. So we were having to put videos together and packs together for them as well, um, just to keep it all rolling. As soon as we could reopen, which was the September 2020, we reopened immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a lot of galleries and museums didn't open until much later. Um, I contacted the local sort of COVID inspectors at the council <laughs> and was like, well, Why are we any different to a shop? Why can't we reopen? And they agreed and we reopened and we we were, you know, we had all the things in place that you had to have in place. Um, There was that other, then we had to lock down again over that Christmas, didn't we? But again, the following April, we opened as soon as we could um, because we thought it was just so important to be that community venue for people. Um, You know, we're, we're a warm hub at the moment. We've had some funding from the local Council to to provide a space that people can just come into and they yep. use. They can sit all day if they want to. Yeah. There's some simple artist materials for people to use. Yeah. Um, we we reconfigured our spaces slightly um, during that COVID period as well for the reopening, so that we could offer much more of it. We call it our community art space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we put in a big round table with yeah. chairs around, yeah. and um, we've got a lovely group of ladies who meet every Monday in yeah. there um not an organized group they yeah, just they, they just come, come in, in and in, they all meet and lovely. they call themselves the ladies of the round table which okay. I <laughs> well,
0: that, that's really lovely yeah that's, so we just
1: felt it's really important to provide you know yeah. we've always been a community space yeah. Yeah. um but really emphasizing yeah. that and getting so that message out
0: there'll be people listening around the world who will be hugely encouraged by this because you're an example of the longevity of charity uh, uh, charitable status that you have that um, sometimes the initiative will be uh, uh, really well uh, um, inspired and plenty of energy, but it doesn't always stick. It doesn't always mm. work, but, but it, it's working for you. So before we say much more about the charitable side, because I'm interested to how, uh, how I know the great deal of work you go to to find future funding. But yeah. the term or the name Lantarnum Grange, it's unfortunately similar to... Um Grange, which is a hospital. Yeah. Locally. yeah. So do you find people phone up asking to make an appointment for their all the time? Ad- yeah.
1: <laughs> Not all the time, but fairly regularly. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's just it's just too similar a name. Yes. Um yeah. as I said, there would have been lots of Granges. Yeah. Um in the area, but I think we're but, the only two left.
0: Now. But no, no one's ever yet turned yeah. up for an appointment for athletes' foot no, or something. No, they have turned was... up for appointments. Oh, have they? Yes, right. no, absolutely. Okay. People
1: have gone. Am I in the <laughs> in right place? place? No, you are not in the oh, right no. place. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you do feel a bit sorry, especially you... if they've you know come on public transport or something, and and they, or
0: they've found uh, parking. Yeah, the hospital is not so yeah.
1: accessible if you haven't got a car. Oh, no. so, yeah.
0: so you are a charity. Um, which means that you always have to have one eye on the future, on next year, where's funding coming from. A large part of your time, I'm guessing, is spent Mm. putting in applications. And I I know success attracts success, um, but you do well... Because you've got definite funding or is it up for review? Uh, is it nail-biting every so often? What, 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 what happens? <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so we, we've just gone... We're an Arts Council of Wales um, revenue-funded client. So um, the Arts Council in Wales as elsewhere, um, have clients that they fund on an ongoing you know, core basis. Um, so we've been lucky enough to be core funded by the Arts Council since the mid 80s, I believe. So it's been a long time, but they do obviously review that periodically, sort of every five or so years. So we've just gone through that very recently. Um, application went in, in March. Um, so that's, the, that's, our, that's our bulk of our funding. Um, so we will we'll get the result of that in September, which will then um, be implemented from next mm. year. So we've got our fingers crossed for that. We're very hopeful that that will be successful. Um, then we've got our local council and community councils that um, provide much smaller um, grants each year, but you know, obviously really, really valuable. And all of those allow us to access other funding. Okay. So we might go to National Lottery, we might yeah. go to trust foundations, um, mm. business sponsorship, etc. So yeah. if you have that core funding, it allows you to unlock other funding, yeah. you know, you've got that as match funding, etc. So it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and do you, uh, in, is there a fraternity of um, art cooperatives or, or art uh, um, charitable Uh, Organisations such as yourselves—is there an association that you you keep in touch with each other? I am the co-chair of. Um,
1: So we have an organisation in Wales called Visual Arts Group Wales, which is made up of the the main visual arts galleries across Mm. Wales. Mm. Um, It did start, um, I think, as the ones that were funded by the Arts Council, but it it has broadened out slightly Mm. wider than that now. Um, so yes, and I'm I'm the co-chair with um, Alfredo Cramarotti, who is the director at Oriel Austin in Tlalnepantla. So we're, we're co chairs together. Yeah. So we meet periodically and yeah. we're there as a support network um, for each other um, and how, work together on projects yeah. to support each other and obviously yeah. give opportunities for artists.
0: My sister in law is similarly involved in a, a project with a cafe and an art centre up in Lamberis oh, in the north. Oh, right, yes. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I know of you. And yeah. I, I, it's interesting, you're, you've got your current role. I'm currently chair of the Artist Colours Association, which is an equally obscure group. We met last week, uh, <laughs> yeah. strange enough, and, and the wonderful thing is when you do meet, we always start by saying trade is wonderful, things are fantastic. And after your first glass of wine together, you say, oh, it's been a tough year. <laughs> so we were, yes, we've uh, got to get real. You have, yeah. Yeah. But I know you have life uh, outside uh, the Grange as well. And I'm fascinated to have read somewhere that your interest is in '80s and '90s uh, metal <laughs> music. Um, yes, I put that on on the website. That's giving something away. Also, also you you have um, a, an interest in in Jane Austen, who I I gather she was a heavy metal enthusiast she as was, well.
1: She was. Yes, so. that's that's the kindred spirit <laughs> there. I, I've known about her. <laughs> you have so, to have an eclectic uh, mix of do, interests.
0: With, you see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much it's been a lovely half hour chatting to you um, I would inspire people to go or encourage them to go and look at your lovely website they'll find a photograph of you there and a little introduction to what goes on yeah and uh uh, great uh, uh, warm wishes uh, for the next however many years. I hope they will continue to be a successful you. It's our 60th as, as the anniversary well, in
1: 2026, so we're making plans for that now. Well, so. here's to the next yeah.
0: 60. Thank many you. thanks indeed for, <laughs> for chatting to us, Cranfield Colours here in Cumbran. Colour like no other is what uh, we say on our strap line, and I'm so pleased that you were able to come and have a look around and we've had the chat this afternoon. So thank you very much, Louise.
1: Thank you very much.